Hello and welcome to The Parenthood, the podcast brought to you by The Bump Class in our series of undesirables when it comes to parenting. Um, I'm feeling itchy just just prepping this actually because today we're talking about knits. The um, kind of hair condition, the sort of nasty parasite that all of us parents will probably experience at some stage. Um, And I think it's really good to have a sort of clear idea of exactly what they are, um, if there is any way of preventing your child from getting nits and how to treat them. So Chiara... What are what are they? What are nits? We call them nits in the UK. They're head lice, aren't they? Yeah, nits are basically the eggs of head lice. So you've got the uh, the louse eggs, which are these small, they're oval shaped, um, yellowish white colour, and they attach to the hair shaft, and they're the eggs of the louse, and they take about seven to ten days to hatch, and they hatch into these little bugs called nymphs which are sort of immature head lice and not a very nice word uh, and those then kind of grow over the next couple of weeks into adult lice and adult lice are about three to four millimeters long and they're uh, dark colors of uh, usually black um, and they're uh, you know they, they you can see them crawling around your child your child's head if and do got they head lice. do they like bite do they suck blood are they blood suckers yeah that's how they feed so they feed from the scalp of the host of the head that they're on and um, they are they sort of got six legs six little legs with hook like um the, their legs are sort of hook like uh, that can they so say that they can attach to the hair shaft oh God, um, like the stuff of nightmares yeah that is pretty it's pretty unpleasant when you see them crawling in your child's head that's for sure so how how do your children get nits? I mean, it's very, very common, especially with sort of school-age children. Yeah. Um, so most w- children will get nits or lice at some point in their sort of childhood. Um, and they basically have to crawl from one head to the other. Um, so they can't jump or fly. They don't have wings or have sort of strong back legs to, to jump, but they can, they can crawl from one hair to another. So children often have their heads close together when they're playing or, or at school. And uh, so the, the adult lice can move from one hair to the next or one head to the next. They lay their eggs. And so the cycle continues. That's so interesting. I was convinced that they, I was convinced that they sprang from one head to the other and had visions of sort of knits leaping across sort of whole no, classrooms. They, they can't do that. What they can do is sort of trapeze using a hair. So you, 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 you can see them. They swing they, on a hair. They can swing Tarzan. on a hair. <laughs> they can swing. They can use the hair like a sort of trapeze to go from one head to the next. So that can look a bit like jumping, but they will never actually um, fly through the air or jump through the air. Um, and, and can you catch them from like hats and things so sharing hats is um, that no because the, the louse won't willingly sort of walk onto a hat It'll, it won't sit in a hat and wait no. for the next sort of no and actually lice don't survive for very long off the scalp or off the hair shaft so um so actually when you when your child's got nits you don't have to worry too much about toys or sheets and things being infested because they won't survive for very long i mean a few hours maximum a day or so um so um um, in terms of sort of who gets lice, it's school children that are kind of most at risk, aren't they? Uh, school children, I think the peak age is sort of between uh, seven and eight years old, but they, you know, they can get them younger than that. Um, and, um, um, you know, I think when they're in an environment where, they're, where their sort of heads are together quite a lot, that's when they're, they're more likely to get it. Um, girls get, get it more commonly than boys, probably because they've got longer hair, so it's easier for the, for the lice to travel <laughs> from, from one head to the next. Um, it's 
commoner in large families because they tend to spread within the family um long hair is also is also uh, a, a sort of risk factor so so how would you know if your child had nits is it that kind of classic itching that no is- because because there are lots of things that can cause a child's head to itch so um they they um you know even just knowing that there's nits in the school or your friends had nits will often cause a child to itch as we all know that sort of i'm itching now i'm just talking about it i am itching (laughs) i know my head's also feeling a bit itchy um uh, they could have a scalp condition like eczema or something like that it's also quite common if they've had nits and you've treated it successfully for children to be itchy um for for some weeks afterwards Um, and some children don't itch with nits do they some people might have a kind of massive infestation and they're not itchy at all yeah there do seem to be some children who are much less sensitive to the to the um, lice feeding on the scalp which is what causes the itching um and you know who don't itch at all so you you need to see to diagnose a head lice infection you have to you have to see a live louse on your child's head crawling around crawling around and then when you look a bit more carefully you you usually see quite a few of them and then you see the eggs as well the eggs are a bit more difficult to see because they're much smaller um and they often look like dandruff or um hairspray or something so yeah. uh, so you do want to you do want to have a good look and, and make sure they are nits i mean typically i remember being told that nits are sort of white um but they can be sort of darker in color too because yeah. my, my daughter my daughter's got very very blonde hair and she had lots of sort of darker eggs that i initially thought i thought was maybe a bit of mud in her hair so as so as the egg hatches, um, as it's getting to sort of day seven, eight, nine of the hatching phase, the uh, the eggs will start to look more grey or dark because the the louse is usually dark. So it's like it depends on the stage uh, of hatching. <laughs> oh my god! If your child's got nits, or if you think they might have nits, it's probably worth just checking them, getting into the habit of checking them, especially if there've been reports of nits at school. Just getting into the habit of kind of brushing their hair quite carefully, yeah, seeing if there's any. Combing it when you, after you've washed it, look particularly to put their head forward and look particularly at the back of their head and behind their ears. Because that's, that's where it's sort of warmest, isn't warm it? and moist. That's where the lice and nits like to be. Um, so so check that. Um, it's worth just always keeping an eye on them, and obviously if they're itching, then have a really good check. So when um, that day comes and you yeah. realise that your child does have nits, yeah. um, what what can you do about it? Well, you need to you need to treat it. Luckily, the treatments are relatively effective. Well, relatively quick and effective. They don't need to stay away from school. And um, once you've treated them, um, so so don't send them into school and think I'll treat them when they come back. No, I think if you see nits in the morning, then keep them home, treat the nits, and then send them to school the next day. Um, or even an hour later, or whatever you treated exactly, them. Exactly, exactly. Um, so there are various different ways of treating them. Um, none of them are 100% effective, unfortunately, um, but probably the least invasive and one of the most effective is, is wet combing. So you go and get one of those knit combs you can buy from the pharmacy, um, which are sort of long and um, have narrow gaps between the combs. Um, and you want to wash your child's hair, give it a good brush with, it, with a normal brush or comb um, and put some conditioner in. And then quite a lot of conditioner. Yeah, a lot of conditioner need. in. Yeah, kind of need to rather than just coating the ends, you sort of want to put it all over all the through. child's hair. Yeah, exactly. And then comb it, you know, really carefully with a with a knit comb for you know minimum fifteen minutes. But you'll probably want to do it a bit a bit longer than that, and it depends on the length of the child's hair. Yeah, I mean, um, I had to do this recently with my daughter, and and I was recommended to get a sort of white um, kitchen kitchen towel and just wipe that comb every time I'd comb the hair, exactly. so you could see what was exactly. coming out, um, and you can sort of see the eggs and you can see the knits the joy of, of having the conditioner is that it sort of immobilizes the 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 lice the moving lice yeah. because if you're dry i mean you can dry comb a child's hair but i think that's probably less effective because it's quite easy for them to just crawl crawl off, off. and they can crawl pretty fast along a hair shaft when you see them sort 
longer moving, they can move quite fast. So if you're if, the, if you're dry combing, the advice is sort of if you see a louse, put your thumb on it quickly to stop it um, crawling off. But probably I think most people would prefer to uh, to use conditioner and wet combing. The the conditioner does immobilize the louse, mm. so uh, they're not going to be crawling off, um, mm. which is which is probably better. And I guess the idea is to sort of comb until. You with each comb you're not collecting any more lice so yeah. i mean i spent the last weekend delousing my entire family <laughs> <It's close to laughs> <home. laughs> um so yeah there's quite a lot in my head about lice right now um and um and certainly for me it took a good 40 minutes of combing until i was consistently getting no more yeah. lice and eggs yeah. it sounds like there was an infestation yeah. um yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like there was an infestation i mean actually that's a good point when if, if one person in the family has nits it's definitely worth um treating everyone in the family you know at least giving everyone in the family um a sort of good wet comb yeah um and, uh, and what about the products that you can get the sort of uh, chemical products that you can get like the knit shampoos i remember when i was little i constantly had knits and sitting in the bath with a sort of foul smelling substance and a shower cap on my head while yes. it sort of yeah. nuked the knits yeah so there are sort of physical in, um insecticides um that that you can use that you can buy from the pharmacy that act but they're quite greasy and they sort of coat the hair uh, and that coat the and coat the lice in this sort of greasy oily substance that blocks their oxygen supply um, and kills them and then you need, still need to comb comb it afterwards mm-hmm. um, it's a myth that you can drown it so you can't they can actually survive underwater for a couple of hours so yeah because that was it. another one of my my yeah. tricks that i thought when i was sort of eight and had head lice i thought i'll just lie in the bath with my head in the bath and we can drown these nits once and for all but yeah, that doesn't, doesn't work. work sadly it doesn't work heat is quite good so if you're doing the wet combing after you've done that you're not getting any more nits it's worth kind of a hot dr- hair dryer um to dry your child's hair especially near the roots um it doesn't get rid of them completely but it does then it's uh, the, the, the live lice will usually be killed if there are any left yeah there's quite good evidence that it's it kills some um yeah. so it might be worth using that in conjunction with either wet combing yeah. or treatment yeah. Um, yeah definitely and it's it's worth um when you're doing the wet combing so sort of focus on near the roots so um they'll the lice will will lay their eggs near the roots um and actually it's usually only the eggs that are sort of within about a centimeter of the scalp that will hatch and survive the ones that, that are further down the end of the hair shaft either won't survive all their old uh, eggs that have already hatched um so focus yeah definitely on the combing on the on the on the area around the scalp mm. is the most important um, and what about sort of chemical po- do we use any ones that sort of poison or the kill trouble with or? the chemical ones is that there's a lot of resistance and um, so the lice have become very resistant to them so there's hardly any like cockroaches um, of the hair world yeah there's, there's any insecticides that are that effective so we generally now advise the the uh, the wet combing and the and the uh, physical insecticides and so what about if your if your baby gets nits i mean presumably yeah. that's quite unlikely because they've got less hair but um can you use these remedies presumably. yeah i mean there's certain people you wouldn't be using the physical insecticides on so babies under six months um i mean actually some of them even less than two years you shouldn't use them pregnant women breastfeeding women so but and and, and the wet combing the non-chemical based ones are pretty much just as effective as the as the insecticides so uh, you just they're just a bit more time consuming because you have to repeat it and actually we didn't say that you should repeat it the wet combing regularly really over a two-week period um ideally you know once the next day once a week later and once a week after that I was speaking to another mother at um, my daughter's school and she was saying that her daughter constantly has nits and actually the only way she can keep it under control is that every Sunday night she puts her in the bath she puts the iPad on she says it's like the sort of anesthetic (laughs) and she basically spends half an hour just wet combing her hair and that actually is really good at kind of keeping any sort of nits at bay because you're doing it on a regular basis I mean it's a bore but actually kind of full-on nits it's so uncomfortable 
possible for them and they, they are a bit grossed out by them well uh, if you if you if you can't get rid of them then that's definitely worth doing but i you know in that situation i'd also be using the i'd be throwing everything at it you know use the chemical um insecticides as well just in case mm. with those chemical with those uh, the greasy um insecticides that yes, i mean the, i used i think um the the hedrin um the other day and um it seemed to get rid of the nits but it was very 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 difficult to wash out of my daughter's hair and she just sort of remained with sort of lank greasy hair for the next few mm. days i actually talked to a hairdresser and he said um if you've got oil in your hair the best thing is is to put shampoo straight onto the hair with a very very little water and try and get a sort of rich lather up mm. uh, and then wash it uh, further two times so in total three times sort of normally okay. yeah. um, but if you if you if you put water on the hair first and then the shampoo it's less likely to get rid of the oil if you put the shampoo onto the head first and then add a little bit of water mm. that's better at sort of getting rid of the oil because yeah. that's disgusting too either of them kind of yeah. wandering around with really disgusting greasy hair yeah you know, i mean less disgusting than less less, less less of a priority than getting rid of the nits but that's quite a good tip for for not being too greasy or oily so prevention um is there any do they like sort of specific conditions um uh, so i mean nits and lice or lice like the sort of warm slightly moist conditions of a scalp and, and especially as i said the back of the, the back of the neck and behind the ears um but it's a myth that they like um dirty hair there's no. i i heard that they don't like dirty hair they only go on to clean hair oh, I so yeah, i no. decided i'd wash my children's hair once a week and for a year of, <laughs> or two years of school we totally got away with knits but actually i was doing some research and apparently this is a reaction of the middle classes whose children started getting knits and they didn't want it to be uh, uh associated with poor hygiene so this myth sort of was compounded by the middle classes who were like no they love clean hair yeah they love yeah so th- i mean certainly knits don't care lice don't care whether they have uh, whether they're in clean hair or dirty hair um that is definitely a myth and uh, they just like the they like the scalp they take their feed every few hours from the scalp and they like the the warm conditions of 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 the head what about repellents like it wouldn't be wonderful if there was a sort of spray like lavender yeah. spray you yes. could spray in your child's hair and that would prevent them are there any smells they don't like or um not that there's any evidence behind you can get sprays that um that you can spray on your child's head to try that that that, that claim to prevent the nits coming but there's no there's no evidence that they work so um unfortunately yeah that would be great i suppose one of the best sort of prophylaxis is uh, tying your ch- children's hair back i think that's probably the most important thing if you've got a child with long hair um tie it back securely so in a plait or in a tight bun or something like that and then they're much more likely that there's le- fewer loose strands for the lice to climb onto yeah there's so many myths surrounding knits i think let's just go through a few of the uh, the the myths okay so what about is there a season for knits kiara um so no uh, there is no knit season um i mean going back to school potentially <laughs> could make a season because you know you have a long summer holidays children don't tend to have knits and then you uh, and then you go back to school where there's lots of children together and, and they you might see them more but in terms of the lice's uh, life cycle no there's the same amount of lice in the population at any any time in the year how about adults can't get knits? Is that true? Um, nope, that's not true. Adults can get knits. Uh, they're less likely to because they spend less time than children um, with their heads close together. And there is some um, suggestion that uh, there is a pH change, a sort of acid-base change in the scalp 
um, of adults as they sort of reach puberty and beyond that nits are not so keen on, that lice are not so keen on. Um, so uh, we see we see lice much less frequently in adults, but it is possible for adults to get them. Because, I mean, when my daughter had nits, I thought there's absolutely no way that I don't have nits because I think, you know, we'd spent so long kind of, cuddle, I think she'd kind of slept in my bed a couple of times. Yeah. You know, we sat reading stories with our heads together, probably way more than with her schoolmates. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, I absolutely have to have nits. And it turned out I didn't have nits. I yeah. couldn't quite believe it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess it could be just that sort of mature, whatever the conditions in a slightly more mature scalp. Yeah, um, exactly. So and because some people say that, like, if you have your hair coloured, they don't like the colour, but that's not true either, no, is that's it? also not true um nits don't really care whether your hair's been dyed or not in the same way they don't care if it's greasy or not they they just want to get to the scalp <laughs> uh cleaning the house um do you have to wash all the sheets and teddies and toys no the good news with with head lice is that um they don't survive off the scalp so they they like going from scalp to scalp and they can survive um you know, for their full life cycle there. But as soon as they're off, so if they crawled onto a, a soft toy or um, onto the sheets, they're not going to survive long at all. So you don't need to, uh, you don't need to wash all that. Or certainly you don't need to sort of disinfect all that. You might find the day after you've treated your child that there's sort of debris from the from the lice that has gone onto the pillow um, the next morning. So you know, give that a wash, but that doesn't actually um, cause the, the, the lice to spread. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry too much about that, which is one good thing. Okay, I think that's sort of all my questions. I think the key is to keep an eye on your children's scalp. Just get into the habit. And I suppose, you know, making sure your hair, your child's hair, especially if they're long, is tied um, back every day. That's also a good opportunity to sort of look at the scalp and see if you notice anything crawling around. Although with my daughter last weekend, it wasn't until she sort of itched furiously. And I really, really had to look to finally find um, some of these lice, which which did freak her out. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's one of the things, unfortunately, we as parents are all probably going to have to deal with at some point. So uh, having the information and dealing with it quickly is the best thing you can do. Well, I hope you found that helpful. I think it is important just to note that this is being recorded in October 2017. And to our knowledge, all the information is correct at the time of recording. But things change. So do keep an eye on different information. The NHS website is is a good resource for this. Um, If you have any concerns about sort of persistent itching or scalp problems, do go and see your GP and they'll be able to advise you. All our podcasts are packed full of interesting and useful information. So please do subscribe to The Parenthood so that you don't risk missing out. You can also follow us on Instagram at theparent.hood where you'll hear what our next recording projects are and also even make suggestions if there's anything you'd like to hear about. So please do follow us and thank you for listening.